0: Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacy Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values.
1: One of the biggest benefits of uh, doing this show over the last two years is the opportunity to meet incredible people, yes. both as guests on the show. And then when we're at live events, getting to meet speakers. We yep. do our, our booth at all the Reawaken events in different places. We get short little interviews with people and you meet them, they come through, but some stand out. That's so you're true. You're like, I want, I want more. Yeah. You know, uh, it's like Perseverance, like Costco, one of these places, and they give you a sample, and you're, you're like, like,
0: oh, mm, where do you get the that bag was of that? That's pretty
1: good. Then they'll have, you know, broccoli or something. I, I'm <laughs> good without yeah, thank that. Thank you. But uh, they give, uh, you know, like a little <laughs> shrimp or something. You're like, oh, I want more of that. Today's guest is that for me. It's Costco sample. You always want more of. He wrote a book that I think is one of the best things to come out in uh, the conservative Christian space mm-hmm. over the last few years called Counterpunch. And uh, we're going to be diving into that a little bit today with Mr. Floyd Brown. Uh,
2: David, Stacy, it's always a great honor and pleasure to be with you on Flyover.
0: Thank you, Floyd. It's, it's truly a pleasure to have you. You're talking about standing out and uh, standing up. Uh, man, Floyd, how tall are you, by the way? You've got to be, what, 6'5", at least?
2: Uh, I'm 6'6". Six 6'6". Six. Six six. You know,
0: yeah, you definitely stand out. You cannot miss you for there's sure. There's
1: something about that. I think, I, you know, I, I'm 5'10", and I'll kind of round up. I'm like maybe 5'10 and a quarter. I kind of, you know, <laughs> but I, I'm like the most average dude ever. You know, I'm probably average intelligence. I'm average height. I'm probably average weight. I'm like, I'm like the most, you know, I, I, I think above average is like my work ethic. You know, I'll just kind of show up early. You got a good perspective there. But I always feel like such a shrimp at these events because we're like Eric Trump. He's got to be six something, and and uh, Joe Hoff uh, is probably he's same. He's tall
2: too. Yeah, six yeah. something. You know, it's like Joe I'm like
1: yeah. So I'm like I'm like the littlest guy in the conservative movement. I think for sure, if there was like a con, you know conservative patriot uh, pickup basketball league, you know, we would dominate. We would dominate the, the left. <laughs> for
2: sure. but people never know the trouble of being tall. First of all, uh, I wanted to go to the Naval Academy and be a pilot. I was too tall; yeah. I couldn't be a pilot. Yes. and uh, so um, I bumped my head a lot. You know, it sure. might be why I have some of my beliefs because I bumped my head a lot. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but you can you, know, can you can you can reach all the top
1: shelves. You have no problem with the overhead yeah. storage bins on plane. <laughs> you know, there's a lot there's a
2: lot of upside.
0: Yeah, you can see whenever yeah. well, in a place well, so you can't travel see. Travel.
2: Try flying Southwest when you're as big as I am.
0: <laughs> <That's> true, <laughs> true. You'd, you'd have to be like the one of the first ones to get on, so you could get a seat like right towards the front. We got a little more. You got
1: Southwest first
2: class. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Where you're the a boarding yeah. group. <laughs> when, when, and then and then all the people walk on and they say that guy's too big. I don't want to sit by him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Everything's got a trade-off, you know. Uh for, for sure. One thing it doesn't have a trade-off is is uh when you subscribe to the Western Journal because it is all upsides. It you know, is. and as much as people complain about mainstream media and this and this is out there and you guys do a, such a great job of covering things and mm. I'm not even going to say you're necessarily fair and balanced because you're all truth. Yeah. Uh which balanced kind of implies, well, we tell part of this narrative and part of that narrative. No, you tell All Mm -hmm. called balls and strikes on on, and you'll call out people, you know, on uh, you know rhinos and different things. Like you're always speaking out, Mm -hmm. doing good things. Talk about the importance of a media outlet like yours today, and the ability to be able to speak out and and to kind of put your thumb on the scale a little bit to at least there is truth. It's not all Washington Post. It's not all New York Mm -hmm. Times. That there there is a source.
2: Yeah. Well, first of all, the Bible teaches that my people perish for a lack of knowledge. Yeah. And that's kind of the 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 inspiration of Western Journal is that verse, because you know we live in a in a time of false narratives, and uh, you know we could sit and talk about false narratives all day long from. Donald Trump is a Russian spy to the the the, the jab is going to keep you from getting COVID to, you know, we can just go mm-hmm. through false narratives all day long. And these false narratives uh, really can only be answered by truth. And so we lead into the truth. Uh, we We work really hard to make sure, you know, there's there is fake news on the right. Uh, in addition to the left. Sure. And so we work really hard to make sure there's no fake news. I know, you know, my mother will call me up every once in a while and she'll say, now, why haven't you covered that story on Western Journal? <laughs> Your mother. And I'll, say, I'll say, mom, it's because it's fake news and we're not going to cover <laughs> fake news. But I thought that was true. <laughs> uh, you
0: hope it's true sometimes. There's sometimes we'll bring stuff to our uh, our producer and we're like, all right. Colton can you look this up oh, and actually see researcher. if this legit he's such a great researcher because sometimes it's like i really hope that is true, because I want it to be true. And he'll come back and be like, no, no, wishful thinking, but that's not accurate. And that's true. When you go to Western mm-hmm. Journal, you know it's a resource that you can trust and that you are going to get truth from that source. One
1: of our listeners sent me this yes. the other day. I, I love our listeners, man. You guys are, are, are awesome. It says It says, if you can't read it, it, says, that is fake news. And it's got this rotating. This
2: uh, fake news was indeed fake news. <laughs> I don't know if you can even hear it, but it's got this
1: rotating thing. <laughs> of Donald you, you
2: don't want fake it. news.
3: You're seeing it. You're fake news. All I can say is it's
0: totally fake news. You are fake news. I love it. That's such a great thing.
2: One of the best things he did as president was bring to the public's knowledge this whole idea of fake news. Because until Donald Trump, we were all swallowing, or a lot of us were swallowing, you know, ABC, NBC, CBS. And now we know it's all fake news. And there's been a mass exodus. From uh, you know television news to podcasts like yours, where people can find real truth, and I think that Exodus is a good thing for Americans. Yes. President for the Trump,
1: First President Trump was incredible at at, at impacting culture, which is, hasn't been necessarily a like uh, conservative, patriot, right wing, Republican. You know, kind of a thing. Typically mm-hmm. culture has been determined by the left, but culture is always upstream from policy. But he he had this ability, even before politics, with his shows and, mm-hmm. and, and language, he was always, you know, it our, our uh son was talking, he's looking at clips this weekend of Mike Tyson from back. He goes, Donald Trump was always like around, mm-hmm. you know. Uh it, right. like he was at the front edge of of of, of what was happening. And it's it's interesting, even a term like fake news. It's in, infiltrated like our language. Everybody uses. It. I use it, we have two dogs, and they'll they'll run to the door. They're Like, ah, what's going on? I'm like, there better be somebody there. If I get up and I go to the door, and it's just some soccer mom had been walking by, and I call my dogs fake news yep. all the time. I got a three year old granddaughter. She'll start. There's there's Tyson with there's Trump. Tyson you know, there Trump. he was yeah. he was at the front of culture. My granddaughter's three. She'll come in and be jabbered about something. Da da da. And like she'll just go off on words. I'm like. You're fake news. I have no idea what you're talking about. There's a lot of words, no purpose, no meaning. You are fake news, you know,
2: but he he did. He got that into our language. He did. Yeah. Well, and, and you are seeing for the first time conservatives really penetrating the culture and you see it with sound of freedom, this movie that's mission impossible and the Indiana Jones. And uh, it's a it's really such a great story Mm -hmm. and uh, it's well told and it's a great movie. And yet and and yet um, it also helps to help people understand what's been going on at the border and Mm -hmm. lets people understand what goes on with human trafficking and why a lot of us have been so upset about it uh, for so long. But people didn't know the bigger story. And so it's exposing those stories. That, that, that shows things are changing and really I credit Donald Trump for helping a lot of this by setting a new foundation that allows yeah. us you know the, the, the country music, you know country music is finally really you know breaking out. And then to also see kind of the flip side of it with it which is, which is these bud lights who have destroyed a brand, by yeah. pushing into woke too far, mm-hmm. or Target, you know, uh, I remember a day when my wife and I we used to shop at Target. Yep. Uh, we won't go there anymore. Nope. You know, we're we're voting with our dollars, and so uh, as as these people get exposed, and Donald Trump really has been at the leading edge of that. And that's mm-hmm. why I think so many of us really appreciate what he did as president, and you know, a lot of us would would really like to see him come back again.
0: No doubt about it. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on right now with Joe Biden, because more and more information is coming out over the weekend. Obviously, you got the Hunter Biden situation. You've got um, his business partner, Devin, who is going to be uh, testifying against him about multiple times that Joe Biden was around when and even on the phone when Hunter Biden was making phone calls when it came to Burisma. So interesting thing there. And then uh, even in Western Journal this weekend, you had an article that came out about Hunter Biden's attorney uh, actually smoking a bong um, right there on his uh, at his at his place. I mean, that's crazy. I don't think
1: I've ever heard you say bong before. I know.
0: I don't know if I have. <laughs>
1: the, the closest I've <laughs> is gong, like the gong show. Yeah, I say now, gong, which probably bong. that probably dates us as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: The,
0: so crazy stuff going on. Tell us what. Uh, you know, what are your thoughts you, on all you know, this?
2: You, you know, some of this, uh, it, it's it's so wild. It's it's hard to even believe it's real. Yeah. Um, but you're you're right. Uh, what we now know is that definitively the election of 2020 was rigged and it was rigged by a group of insiders, globalists inside the U S government that protected Joe Biden and attacked Donald Trump and didn't do their jobs. And, and so, um, You know, we now know that this Biden laptop is exactly what we were told weeks before the election. And we know that uh, uh, that was suppressed by the government, by the intelligence agencies, by the FBI, by the CIA. The story was suppressed. They went to big tech and they pushed big tech to suppress it. So You know, uh, I mean, the New York Post that broke the story and did fabulous reporting, uh, they were even, I think, kicked off the social media platforms. Mm -hmm. Their Twitter account was shut down. It was the grossest form of censorship. It was a constitutional violation because the government was involved in the silencing. See, you know, a private company, they can silence anybody they want. But the U.S. government is not allowed to because we have a thing called the Constitution and we have a thing called the First Amendment, which which allows us to speak our minds. And it even allows us to speak our minds when we're wrong. Mm -hmm. But uh, the the truth is, in in this case, we were right. Hunter Biden, uh, Joe Biden, uh, his brother, they're all they're all involved in what essentially is a criminal enterprise, an influence-peddling scheme by which they sold favors for government policy. Uh, and specifically, we now know that uh, Hunter was paid $5 million, Joe Biden was paid $5 million in order to intervene in Ukraine and get that prosecutor that was looking into the corruption of Burisma, the company where Hunter Biden served on the board, uh, looking into corruption. He was fired as a result of it. So we know definitively first that the election was rigged, but also that the Bidens are a criminal enterprise. And therefore the Republicans and David and Stacy. this is one of the things I've been really honing in on lately, must move for impeachment immediately. Yeah. The truth is, is that they impeach Donald Trump over a phone call to Ukraine And now we know that Joe Biden has actually been involved in corruption in connection with Ukraine. And uh, if he's not impeached immediately, it is the Republicans, the uniparty, protecting Joe Biden. And then we ought to know all of these uniparty people should be gone. So there, that's it. That's, that's, That's all I have to say about it.
1: Well, Man, you know, so point. so what is the next step on that? Because you have the the Ukrainian gas uh, executive who who is now saying, "Hey, I was pressured heavy, Tied to, to pay five Correct. million here, five million here, um, right?" And it and all ties back to <laughs> a very, a very the very public confession that that mm-hmm. that Joe Biden made yeah. about the whole. I told him you are not getting the billion dollars unless you do this. Like it all sinks up. You know, you know, that's exactly how the narrative went. out.
2: This is. A classic example of extortion. Yeah, it's extortion, pure and simple. And the the but but the worst part of it is is now that it's all exposed in all its tawdry details, uh, in, in, in and uh, we know it all that the FBI is still protecting this family. Yeah, I mean, why isn't there a grand jury convened? You know, why isn't Hunter Biden in shackles? I mean, uh, and, and then, you know, that's not even talking about all of the, the, the pornographic material that is on this laptop, him cavorting with girls below the age of consent. Um, yep. And uh, it is, it is uh, it's, it's outrageous, him cavorting with prostitutes. I mean, and, and engaged and, and in taking in and declaring argument. it as a deduction on his taxes. I was going
0: to actually bring That's that says, up. So you have these three-letter agencies like the IRS, you've got the the DOJ, you've got all of these that are like not doing anything in this. What's your thought on three-letter agencies and what's the future look like for
1: them? A $10,000 club membership, you come to find out it's just for prostitutions. It, yeah, it, it's, and it's a, like. It's it's a, I mean, we'll do this a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, we're getting, you know, I have, th- I have three cards I keep in my, my wallet. You know, I got a, a business and another business and a personal. And I'm like, hey, we're getting ready to get this. I'm like,
0: I'm like, no, eh, that's, that, not that, business that's,
1: business. that's personal. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of, that's kind of, we're going to use it for business a lot, but I know where they're going to look at it. All right. You know, and, and like, we'll make those decisions. Mm-hmm. Like we don't even touch the line. If it's close, it's like, hey, there nah, it is. That's personal. And yep. like, th- these are real things.
2: So that, these that, are like that's also legal activities. Yeah, but that's because you have integrity, okay? Mm -hmm. And what we've seen is that these leaders, this Biden family, totally lacks integrity. And I can tell you, Hunter didn't come by this moral code in a vacuum. He learned it from his father. And every time I see his father lean over and sniff a child, Mm -hmm. I just want to get sick because this man has real problems. We already know the story of Tara Reid, who, you know, says Joe Biden raped her. And, uh, you know, there's been, I, I, you know, his we own, know his so own daughter's diary, his
1: own daughter's diary. She yeah. has to go to rehab because she had developed so many mental and emotional issues from being in this family. And and she's yeah. his own daughter says That's he took sad. inappropriate showers with her, you know, as she grew up. It's like it, it's just it's just a giant steaming dumpster fire of corruption. Right. Like the, it's, it's, it it's mafia level stuff with Hunter Biden being the bag man going around doing the collections. So you're exactly right. It, it, we're, there's going to be, for me, here's a litmus test Republicans. Yeah, mm-hmm. we could show these things all day. It's just weird. Yeah. And the parents are creeped out and it's just weird. You chewing on a kid's shoulder last weekend. It's just consistently weird. Mitch McConnell sitting right behind him. Just, this is great. Um, here, and that's here's the, the problem.
2: That's the problem. That the problem guy. is the Republicans. The yes. Republicans' failure to to um, be tough mm-hmm. and to hold people like Biden accountable. And they want to be everybody's friend. And a lot of this, I believe, has to do with the fact that they enjoy the perks of Washington, D.C., and they, they're they sitting in the same hot tub with the Bidens, and they don't want somebody like a Donald Trump to come in and shut off mm-hmm. all their perks. They're protecting themselves. And, uh, you know, in my book, I talk a lot about what I call the wealth extraction machine. And that is our government has been turned on the middle class. Okay. Mm -hmm. We now have these multiple uh, areas of the economy the military industrial complex, the pharmaceutical industrial complex, the big tech media complex. Uh, and um, these big complexes, what, what the real problem with them is that they run policies through D.C. that destroy the middle class. For example, COVID policy is one of the best examples I talk about in the book. And, 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 and what happened there? We had a policy that minted 40 new billionaires. Forty new billionaires as a result of COVID policy. Yep. What did they do? They surp- they suppressed therapeutics. Mm-hmm. They suppressed things like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. Yep. Yep. and those were those were three dollars a dose, right? <laughs> yep. And they were extremely inexpensive. Uh, and thank God they worked because I took ivermectin and it was like a miracle drug for me when I had COVID. Sure, and and, and, and yet the policy of government was to have the government pay for everybody to get this uh, untested shot but that money that flowed out of the government flowed into the fingers of billionaires yep. and so it was all about minting money for the elite and the ukraine, ukraine war is another example clearly i mean uh, you know what are we doing we are just feathering the bed of the military-industrial complex, the people that make all these munitions, while at the same time we're allowing you know 300,000 Ukrainians to die, it, it is uh, it, it's just an evil policy. You know, one of the false narratives I talk about is quote, we were making progress in Afghanistan for 19 of the 20 years we were there. Every year they told us we're making progress in Afghanistan. Well. What kind of progress did we ever make in Afghanistan? I would say zero. What did we do? We made a lot of people really rich because they benefited from these policies out of out, out of the government. And, uh, and so On the left and the so, right. And, 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 yeah, and, and so that's what the uniparty party protects. Big tech. I know big tech personally because you know, uh, in 2016, you know, I had eleven billion times I was in the Facebook news feed from Western Journal. It led to over a billion page views in 2016. Wow. In 2017, I was utterly taken down, a full 90% by Mark Zuckerberg and the Titans. Why, of did, why did
1: people lose interest in reading Western
2: Journal yeah, all of a sudden? Exactly. Yeah. So Out of the um, well so so I went to Capitol Hill. Because I had worked on Capitol Hill. Remember, I was a staff member up there. I knew how the system worked. And I knocked on doors. I went all through the Rayburn building knocking on doors. Mm -hmm. And I went all through the Hart building knocking on doors. And I went and met with these staff members. And nobody wanted to do a thing because the truth was even people on the Freedom Caucus were getting a whole lot of money from Google. And they don't want to stop that money flow.
0: Man. Man, is that what made you decide to write your write your book, Counterpunch? Uh,
2: well, actually, I wrote my last book was called Big Tech Tyrants. And that's <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what got me writing that. But yeah, no, no. Uh, Counterpunch for me, um, what, you know, I really wrote that book because of the Reawaken tour. If you go to the f- first part of the book, you know, it starts in Tulsa. And I can't remember. Were you in Tulsa for the first? Just sit for those. Please watch it. Yep,
0: just watching.
2: Okay, so so um, you know, I, I think I did uh, twelve of the eighteen that we did when we were on that massive march. I didn't make it to all of them, but I made it to a lot oh. of them to speak. And uh, every time I went, people said to me, "Floyd, what can I do? Mm-hmm. How can I be a part of the yeah. solution?" And I wrote this book to give people ideas on what they could do. Because the truth is, is that everybody underestimates the amount of power they have right around themselves, in their neighborhood, in their town, in their county. And if they start to step out and exercise that power, then they can have real impact on their communities. And I wanted to encourage our people to get out and re-engage and to 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 lean into what they can do, because as we take back America, and I absolutely believe we're going to take back America. The way we do it is by starting at the local level and building out, and then taking over the country as the result of taking county after county. There's 3,100 counties in America, and 3,000 of those should be conservative counties. Yeah. And uh, the, the reason they aren't is because often we don't show up. Christians, conservatives don't show up. Christians could control America like this if they chose to do it. They don't choose to do it because over half of Christians aren't even registered. And then uh, on top of that, of the half that are registered, only half of those vote. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. And, and yet we are taught in scripture that it is our job to occupy and to be involved in our communities and to, you know, be there for our fellow man. And we are missing the boat. There's a heresy that's run wild in the American church. And that is, quote, there's a separation between church and state. Come on. No. When, when, when I became a Christian, God governed every part of my life. Yep. He governed my personal life he governed my family life he governed my business he governed you know how i vote and what i do in 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 the political arena jesus christ renewed my mind and took it all over every last bit of it and that's and that's just you know in the american church that's not taught anymore Instead, it's become like a, you know, life support system for lukewarm Christians. And, uh, you know, that's coming to an end, though, because as persecution grows, we're going to see who the real Christians are and we're going to see where the real churches are. And, and, and as, as it gets darker, we're going to get brighter and lighter. Uh, and, and I'm excited about that. Yes. Hey,
0: Amen. It's so interesting because when we started uh, Flyover Conservatives, the Lord gave us a slogan, wake up, speak up, and show up. And that's exactly what your book is doing, teaching yes. us how to do that. Flyover Family, when you go to westernjournal.com, if you subscribe to the Western Journal, if you're not Which you yet a should, subscriber, anyway. um, you actually will get a free book. That Floyd will sign for you. Signed. Exactly. By
1: Floyd, not by like some redneck like me. No. Like somebody who knows something. You
0: actually get it signed by the author, Floyd. So go to westernjournal.com. If you're not yet a subscriber, you can get the book there. Or you can also go to Amazon uh, for the book as well. So counterpunch. Thank you so much. I'd
1: I'd go to Western Journal and get the free one.
0: Definitely, Definitely. I'm not an economist,
1: but that's a better move. Yep.
0: So Floyd, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for everything that you're doing to help to save our country. We really appreciate it.
3: There is no reasonable doubt that President Biden was an active participant in an unlawful, international influence-peddling scheme. My name is Lieutenant General Mike Flynn, and whatever you may think about President Donald J. Trump or his recent federal indictment, the speed of the investigation and the breadth of the indictment is breathtaking compared to the inaction for comparable crimes allegedly committed by Hillary Clinton. We did not find clear evidence. The incredible slow walking of the investigation of Hunter Biden and Attorney General Merrick Garland's refusal to appoint a special prosecutor to investigate Joe Biden's role in the Biden family's international influence peddling scheme. Does any reasonable human being believe that Joe never discussed Hunter's business with Hunter? or that Joe did not know anything about a scheme that so far has ensnared at least nine close Biden family relatives. It was reported recently that Hunter will plead guilty to two tax misdemeanors and defer a gun reporting offense with no prison time, and the right to have his record partially expunged after two years. Good thing Hunter is a white dude, and oh yeah, being the son of a president also helps not just the stark contrast between use of the Foreign Agents Registration Act, FARA, to go after five Trump associates, including yours truly, before FARA is ignored when exploring Hunter's activities for Ukraine and China, or the contrast between aggressive prosecutions of pro-life protesters compared to the past given to abortion rights protesters, or the horribly disproportionate treatment of January 6 protesters compared to the left-wing protesters who destroyed billions of dollars of property and killed more than two dozen Americans. Rather, it is all of these things. Either Democrats, Republicans, progressives, conservatives, and centrists should be subject to equally fierce investigations and prosecutions, or they should all be subject to neither. Either we have the rule of law or not. vision that every American is entitled to a presumption of innocence, unless of course you're a conservative who supports Trump, and much of what is known of the Biden Family Crime Organization is alleged, there is powerful evidence that Joe Biden committed multiple felonies as a co-conspirator in an international Biden Family Fraud and Racketeering Scheme, regardless of whether he personally received bribes or not. This isn't over, and Americans of every stripe, faith, and class better wake up to the fact that we have Two completely different sets of laws in America. All
1: right, let's get our stuff together here. Hi, I'm David White. <laughs> <laughs> If we could skip the high money... Because <laughs> <laughs> that's where I kind of tend to derail. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> but I did good. See, look. First thing says... Say your name. Say your name. <laughs> <your> name David <laughs> <laughs> Have you been wondering what to do with the spare time you have on Saturday mornings? Have I got a way for you to fill that time? Not cleaning your garage, folding your laundry, or doing something with yourself. Filling your head with worthless information about... <laughs> what may or may not have happened 5,000 years ago. <laughs> have you ever wondered about ancient civilizations or about chemtrails in the sky or have you ever had a friend at, at school talk to you about... Friend at school.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Some days when you're sitting there with your lunch and you're talking to your friends at school. They, they bring up your flat earth, you think it's a flat earth. I don't know if your flat earth is flat or not. I don't know alligators are angry because they got all those teeth and no toothbrush. <laughs> and it's all true. And we talk about it every Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about uh, Rubik's Cubes and stuff. <laughs> we like to have conversations with people that have made documentaries, written books. Oh, this is terrible. I can like fill myself hating watching this later. Okay, give me a swoosh. Let's do this thing for real this time. Bye. Got a show for you. <laughs> my, on hang by my eyes red now? You don't be able to tell in there. Peter can fix it. You read it through a filter. <laughs> Can you run it through the Brad Pitt filter and get rid of my red eye? Oh, I'm probably doing the world a disservice.
0: He has not fallen off the throne. He's not nervous. He's not chewing his nails. He is in control. He has plans to prosper us and not to harm us. What a great time to be alive. And I'm so excited for you to join me every Wednesday at 1111.
4: Say goodbye to the Jake Peralta you know and love, for today is the day I forever change. Ooh, are you finally growing a mustache? No, you know I can't do that, and it's cruel of you to keep bringing it up. This envelope contains the inheritance my uncle left me. He died a year ago. He was so rich, he had a whole room in his house just to eat in.
3: You mean like a dining room? Yeah
4: but in Manhattan. Oh, dang. Now, just because I'm definitely rich now doesn't mean I'm gonna forget my roots. You all get something, so fire away. Jake, your friendship is gift enough for me.
3: Friendship is crap. I want a Ducati Monster 821.
4: All right, Rosa gets a motorcycle.
3: Oh, cool, I want a fast
5: sports car.
4: Come on, you could be honest.
5: I want old, expensive books, I'll send you a list.
4: There you go, now. Let's find out what I'm worth. Uh, I'm too nervous to open it, Sarge, you do it. Okay. It's stock. One million shares. Oh my God! A blockbuster video stock. Oh, what? Is that bad? I still have a blockbuster card. What happened to Blockbuster? (laughs) That is a
1: a funny clip because it really illustrates (sighs) what value is and uh, what it's not. And to break down today's economy and to do an economic update, we have Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. (laughs) That, that was a funny clip.
0: <laughs> so funny. My, and what's funny is, I mean, you talk about Blockbuster I, all the time. I use that example
1: all the time. My daughter said, did you know that's part of the show? I've never watched this this show, Brooklyn, something, another. But um, I've seen clips of it on you know social media and stuff. She sent that to me. And I, I want to break down a definition real quick. I hear people say sometimes in the comments, like, I don't know if this is a good time for me to be buying silver. I don't have a lot of of money, or I don't know if God wants me buying silver. God's got this other plan, and it's it's a funny thing because I think in people's minds they'll look at like at, at reallocating funds from a, a a fiat currency that's crashing, like it's safe if it's mm-hmm. somewhere like this because there's familiarity, but they look at it like I'm buying stakes. Or it, I might be eating or I'm buying a car or I'm buying, you know, uh, ice cream or, you know, things that just go away versus just changing something. Can you work on our vocabulary a little bit? Because when you're moving from this to this, what actually is happening?
0: Or stocks or, to or, or, this, or, or, or your or, retirement to this, or, or this or... to
1: uh, Apple stock mm-hmm. or or this, to you know, whatever, you know, this to, you know, I don't know, $10,000 worth of ammo you know, that you're going to store up and then trade for something else, you know, in the future, like, like whatever it is. Yeah.
5: I mean, it's a really good, really good point. Because if somebody say, I'm going to buy a house, they, they automatically assume, oh, this is going to be an investment, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're buying anything else, people automatically assume, oh, this is going to go down, right? It's just mm-hmm. a waste of money. It's going to extinguish itself, right? So, so the way I would look at it is we're, we're repositioning. We're just kind of, Repurposing the cash that you stand that's coming down into mm-hmm. something that's going to grow. So you're you're reallocating, you're repositioning. It's not. I would take it's a good good point, David. I would take the term "buy" out of it because mm-hmm. sometimes that has a negative word. Um, like for example, if you went to the doctor because you had heart issues or something, and the doctor says you've got to stop buying candy and you need to start mm-hmm. buying. It. Right, it's like you wouldn't think anything of that. Right, it's like oh, I'm just I'm just trying to get healthy. Right, mm-hmm. well, we're doing the same thing when you reallocate and reposition out of a sinking paper asset, out of stocks, bonds, mutual funds that are sinking, um, to go into something that's going to grow. Just say you're repurposing, repositioning, transitioning into something that's better, and and getting rid of the. Of the garbage in your life and just reallocating into something that's good, just like if you were sick and the doctor said, stop buying candy, start buying broccoli. Right? So, yeah.
1: Okay. I think fun, fundamentally, you 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 buy liabilities and you reallocate into assets. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, a liability is going to go down; it's not worth anything in the in in the future, or it's 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 unnecessary. You know, you're mm-hmm. buying something that you could maybe live without. Like, I don't have a I don't have enough money to you know uh invest you know right now but like like when you look at it as a liability versus something that's going to be appreciating but they don't look at their stocks necessarily that same way and i just think it's there's a there's a million forms of currencies you know out there it's not just dollars and cash currencies also like stacy's respect for me is like a currency because it's valuable and if i lost it what would i do to get it back so it has value you know, to it. There's a million, you know, having clean water to drink and air to breathe. If you have any air, that's a currency. You know, all these things are, are a thing. If if, if you're in a, in a country, if you're like in Zimbabwe when everything's crashing and you could get get out of that currency and put it into a diamond, it, maybe you leave the country and you got like $100 cash in your pocket, but you got a giant diamond. You know, it's like, well, whatever nation you end up landing in as you escape, you know, value for it there, then you you can turn that Mm -hmm. into a currency in that new country and a home and, you know, whatever else. So you could take your whole net worth and sum it up in one diamond that might be worth a hundred thousand dollars, you know, when you get to wherever you're going. Mm -hmm. So that kind of idea, we're going through this storm right now. And it's like, people need to have something Mm -hmm. that has value on that other side. When you get out of Zimbabwe and you get to Germany or whatever your story was, do you have something that you can convert and rebuild your life in Germany?
0: Such a great point.
5: Right. I mean, there's a time and a place for everything, right? I mean, it's not that there, to me, there's no such thing as a bad investment. There's just bad timing for investments. And so as time goes on, there's a time when we would want to be in stocks, bonds, mutual funds. But I look at policy, I look at, at public policy, I look at legislation, I look at economics, right? It's like, okay, when would be the time to buy houses or stocks or bonds or mutual funds. Well, basically dumbing it down to just a few things, when you have lowering taxes, lowering interest rates and job creation, when you okay. have those, people spend money. When people spend money, corporate revenues go up and corporate revenues go up, stock prices go up, right? Mm-hmm. So so there's a time for that. Now, housing is an interesting, when I just saw this report this morning, actually, um, Robert Schiller from Yale He's like the the best housing forecaster on the planet, has been for decades, right? And he has the Case-Shiller Index and they look at housing and new mortgage applications and number of, you know, the health of the real estate market. Well, basically what he came out with this morning because where we are with interest rates, we're at this point of critical mass and that is the 10-year rally in US home prices is is coming to an end because people are now tapped out with where housing prices have gone to coupled with the higher rates, it just becomes unaffordable, right? Mm-hmm. So so if you're looking to sell a house, I would do it now, right? I, I don't think I would wait six months or a year down the road. So when I give that kind of advice, because, you know, for, for months now, for like the last 10 or so, as interest rates have been rising, um, people could still afford to buy a house because interest rates were so low, but now they've hit a point where they're really tapped out. Mm-hmm. Rates go much higher. It's like uh, we've hit that point of critical mass,
1: mm-hmm.
5: right? It's like if you're really skinny and you bought some jeans that were too big for you, <laughs> okay, I
1: can I can still get a little bit fatter and I'm still gonna fit. Right? <laughs> I just try to use use analogies I <laughs> can relate to. I've been there.
0: Yeah, especially Thanksgiving oh or something like that. Wear your sweats.
5: But we're now at the <laughs> point of you're about to bust your seams. You can't <laughs> do more.
0: Work.
5: Those jeans, you just gotta size up, right? So, so this is where we are with the housing market. It's like you can't add any more debt, you can't add any more interest mm-hmm. rate because people are tapped out. So, therefore, the prices just have to simply come down because the the news is coming out this week um, with all kinds of different countries that are actually having this interest rate conversation. Japan, the Bank of Japan is meeting. The Federal Reserve is meeting, the European Central Bank is meeting, and we're about to hit this point of, are we going to pivot? Are mm-hmm. we going to start seeing rates pause or come down? We're not going to see rates come down anytime soon. We, we simply are not because they haven't actually killed inflation yet. So now what they're all saying is, okay, for, for this upcoming month and probably through September, we're probably gonna keep raising rates another quarter of a point. It's like, oh boy, we're at that point of critical mass where you can't fit into the jeans anymore, right? Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> so this is why case the, the Robert Schiller was saying, I think the housing market has reached its peak 10 years of, of kind of continuous growth over because every one of these countries, this isn't just a Federal Reserve decision this is this is all countries, kind of all central banks sort of going down this path together because they have to. So the way that it works is let's say last, last month was an anomaly in, in the interest rate world because the Fed paused rates, but every other country decided we <laughs> got to raise rates because we haven't actually fixed inflation, right? So now... The, when, when that happens, what happens? If other countries raise rates, then foreign capital inflow are going to go into those con- countries where the rates are higher because there's a higher yield. So right. theref- this is why every country tends to raise rates at the same time. Every country seems to lower rates at the same time. So this, th- because they, they're it's a competitive world. They're competing for the world capital inflows. Oddly enough, this is why the BRICS nation's meeting next month in August. What are they saying about their currency? They want the inflows coming in to their currency, right? So what are they doing? They're backing theirs with gold, Mm -hmm. right? It's like, okay, we got to add something here. We have to add some icing on this cake. We have to dangle the carrot there. We have to try to get more capital inflows when everybody's raising rates, raising rates, raising rates. See, Japan tried to... Buck this trend, and this is what this article is talking about. They they've had fifteen months in a row where they haven't raised rates because they were they're they're in so much debt as a country that they already knew it's like we're host. We raise rates, we're cooked, right? Because Tokyo is like the most expensive city in the world to live in, right? So if you raise rates when to get a house in Japan is usually a two to three generation um, note.
0: Wow.
1: Not just a person signing a 30-year mortgage. You've got to have your kids and potentially you're holding your newborn baby, like, oh, you're gonna be in debt and your children are in debt. Congratulations. <laughs> I mean, they're on the hook for like
5: easily 50, 60, 70 year mortgages wow. like because they can't fit it all into a 30-year mortgage because the rates would be too the, the payments would be too high. So they've got these multi-generational mortgages. This is how bad it's gotten. and they're trying to have policy to fix the situation. But now they realize it didn't actually do anything. We have no money coming into Japan. So now they're going to start to raise rates. And when you raise rates on top of that debt, this is the problem that we're seeing globally. This is the problem where debt always, you have to pay the Mm -hmm. piper, Mm -hmm. right? And, And we're seeing that. And we're seeing that here with the real estate market is about to hit the skid. So if, if you're wanting to buy a house, here's the catch 22, I would wait a little bit. If you're trying to sell a house, I would sell it now. But it's like, wait a second, you just told the people who are going to buying to wait and the people to sell, sell it now. It's like, mm-hmm. they're not going to be buyers. Yeah, this is going to be tough, right? This is why mm-hmm. why prices have to come down to get people to afford their houses. So fortunately for most people, the housing market's been so hot and overheated for the last few years that, you know, we were talking to producer Colton earlier and looking at houses and he's seen some houses double over the last mm-hmm. few years, mm-hmm. right? So people have some space to actually come down and still be okay. But people who bought last year, no, they're not going to be okay. Right, Glad They're going to sell at a loss.
2: Yeah,
1: It's kind of a situation where people that are buying, buying a home now, like if, you know, uh, Say they have a, you know, a seven eighty credit score or something like that, they're probably getting the kind of a mortgage rate you've got in the past of like someone in the six fifties or like a, you know, marginal, you know, credit, like a high mm-hmm. risk kind of loan is what is the best you can get now, interest rate. And so you look at those payments, and you ever look at those like mortgage payment calculators. Okay, how much are you putting down, what interest rate are you getting? Like every percent you change in there, your payment just goes up. Mm-hmm. But the house didn't change. Right, it's not like well, your payment's five hundred dollars a month more now. Well, did they add something? No, is there a pool? No, nothing mm-hmm. changed. This is five hundred dollars a month more payment for the same home. You know, and and you don't have a higher, you know, risk, uh, or, you know, liability. Your your credit score is the mm-hmm. same. The home didn't change, but the payment goes up every time that they are, are making that risk. So, so the people in the market that were looking a year ago now they're looking at a different house mm-hmm. because with the same payment and budget.
5: Well, it's true. I mean. And, and I was just in, in your neck of the woods. I was in, in, in Missouri over the weekend. Um, did a little fly fishing. It was nice, but I was looking at houses there, right? It's like not to buy, just to, to look at the markets, right? And mm-hmm. it's so much less expensive than it is in Denver. Cause if you look at Denver real estate, you know, and an average house downtown is like one to two million dollars. It's insane, right? And at 7% interest, it's like, man, when you go to the, you know, expected, you know, what's this going to cost you every mm-hmm. month, 15, $18,000 a month mortgage, where it's like more like five 15, or six. Thousand. Oh, wow.
1: How can people afford to live? Right? <laughs> $15,000 a month mortgage. I mean, it's insane. It's insane. You have to be right. a Biden or an Obama or, or an uh, Al Gore living on the coast, somebody like that to afford that kind of thing. I mean, but this is just regular. I mean, Denver's not a, a coastal city. Mm-hmm. It's not San
5: Francisco. It's not New York. It's not Beverly Hills. It's not LA. It's not, it's just Denver, right? But yet the yeah. price is going through the roof. And this is why society can no longer handle these prices. And this is partly why they just simply need to come down. We've had 10 years of uninterrupted growth. This goes back to your first statement. It's like, we're not telling people to buy anything. We're telling people to simply lock in profits and go into something that's growing. Buy low, sell high, mm-hmm. right? Right. We're, allocating we're repositioning into strength because that's how people minimize their risk you know when you held up that dollar and and a, a silver coin or view it as we are buying something here just say we're getting rid of this worthless piece of of paper and mm-hmm. reallocating yeah. into something that's going to have value and it's going to grow yeah. that's all that we're doing same thing with housing you're locking in your profits and you're going to go into something cuz normally what people do is like, Oh, this, our price, our home is sky high. Let's sell it. Let's sell it, babe. Let's get out of this mm-hmm. thing. Right. And what do you do? You maybe rent for a little bit and then buy something when the prices come down, there's, there's, but people don't look at that word buy as a negative. They look at that as wisdom, right? Mm-hmm. This is why I'm doing the same mm-hmm. thing. reallocating into wisdom, reallocating into strength to take advantage of these markets. So they don't take advantage of you.
0: Man, that is so good. So if you're watching today and thinking, man, I want to reallocate, I want to reposition myself during this time, you can get a hold of Dr. Kirk by going to Fly Over Gold dot com. When you do, you just scroll down to the bottom. There's a place you can fill out your information. When you do that, someone from Dr. Kirk's team will get a hold of you to set up a free consultation. It doesn't cost any money whatsoever to find out what your options are, or you can also call 720-605-3900. Do it. Do it right away. We're so glad that we did, and everyone that we talked to at every event, anytime that we're out and about Dr. Kirk and his team always yep. come up because people are so glad that they did it. So- Let me ask you
1: one more question We'll we close. You know, this is something that we do every month because it's a predetermined financial framework of like, okay, we're going to take and do this on a regular basis and take advantage of these low prices. Like right now, you know, silver still 25 bucks or you know, less. Just just real quick off the top of your head. How many of your, of your clients just buy one time ever and that's it? And then what's like the average comeback? So I talk to people at events they're thinking more like we do where it's like, this is something I can chop at, but what's the average off the top of your head, the people number of times that, that they do additional transactions with you.
5: You know, off the top of my head, um, obviously we've, we've had clients for, I mean, just say over the last few years, so we don't even go back way back into history. Cause I've been doing this for 29 years, but over the last three years, clients that we've had in that time, probably purchase five to seven times since then. Yeah. Wow. I'd say 80% of our clients will do multiple purchases just like that. Right. So mm-hmm. it's very rare that, you, that somebody says I'm only going to buy once and that's it. Why? It's so you don't buy stock just once you continue, mm-hmm. right? People right. are doing the same thing with gold and silver. So, so the average person probably were at five to seven times now over the last few years. And it's literally, 80% of our clients wow. are multiple purchasers. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. I, 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 would, I would bet venture so based on the conversations that we have with people. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking at this day and you're like, I don't know. If you get over that hurdle once and you're like, oh, that was really easy. Yep. Oh, I feel actually a lot of peace because I got something that has a really high floor, no matter what craziness is going on right now. Get over that mm-hmm. first hump. Do it once. At least have the consultation. Go to Flavorgold.com. Put in your information. Have the consultation. See what's involved. You know, and then and then make a decision, mm-hmm. but make a decision knowing the information. So, and also time. give them a call, 720-605-3900. Do it today. Set it up this week. Make that move. Don't procrastinate. And then make your own decision, what you guys want to do. Dr. Kirk, thank you for being so unselfish mm-hmm. with your time, your energy, not with us, but with all of your clients. It's always such a good feeling to hear from people that are connected with you.
0: Are you having a hard time sleeping at night thinking, what am I going to do about my finances?
1: You know, times are really changing. They're changing fast. Let me give you a quick example of how in 1920, if you had a $20 bill and one ounce of gold, you could go into any men's clothing store and buy an entire suit,
2: wow. the, the
1: jacket, the shirt, the belt, shoes, the whole bit
0: have a brand new sponsor for the Flyover Conservative show. Heaven's Harvest. So exciting.
1: We've been really excited about this partnership because for about two years now, our level of awareness has increased on things that can go wrong in the world. Not just the the big major stuff, but ice storms in Texas and things that you you don't plan on. And I guess a level of personal responsibility of like, hey, we have people that we care for that depend on us. And so they're not, They're not. you can't reproduce with them. You know, they're, they've been uh, genetically modified and, and really messed up. So we've been asking people we we, yep. we we really respect. Somebody we get a lot of advice from personally, we've made a lot of small moves in our life from is Seth Whole House with Man in America. And, and uh, we kind of went off of his lead as well as some others. And so we are super excited about this partnership because they're willing to give a massive discount to the Flyover family.
0: That's exactly right. When you go to HeavensHarvest.com and you use promo code FLYOVER, you get 10% off What a great deal. We are so thankful and excited about this partnership.
4: Do your feet ache and throb in pain with every step you take every day of your life? Kiss those days goodbye with slippers from (sighs) MyPillow.com. How about that flimsy, flat little excuse for a pillow that's nothing but eight hours of disappointment, causing you pain in your neck? every single night you can wake up with nothing but butterflies and rainbows around your head with a my pillow pillow those hard wood floors hurting your old bones no more with a my pillow dog bed are your towels worn thin flimsy
1: more patchy than Joe Biden's memory there's nothing better than absorbent towels from MyPillow.com. For all of these products and more, go to
4: MyPillow.com, use promo code FLYOVER for up to 66% off.
0: We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Flyover Conservatives podcast with David and Stacey Wyden Please subscribe, hit the notification bell, and leave us a comment below. Lastly, if you enjoyed today's podcast, share with those who came to mind. Be blessed and make it a great day.